Get ready to move from ordinary to extraordinary, natural to supernatural, with Radical Change Ministries. Thank you, Jesus. Father, as we sang that song, you are our provider. Holy Spirit, I ask you right now that you reveal the true knowledge of the Father to our hearts and our minds. That you are our true provider. You are our sole provider. You are the one that we look at. You are the one that we worship, Father, because you are our Father. Father, and as, as you're in our midst right now, I can only see your heart pounding, pounding hard and, and great and big for the love that you have for us, Father. And that you are proud of us today. Lord, and all we can say, Father, is we love you. We love you, Father, for being ever faithful, for always being faithful. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. Say, Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. When you say hallelujah, it releases something from us. It releases something from us. Say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, it's like Jesus the Messiah. Jesus Christ the Messiah. So where's Jesus' first name, middle name, last name, last, last name? <laughs> you see, Jesus doesn't conform to this world. He has many names. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, Emmanuel, God with us, the bright morning star, the rock, the Son of God. I'm going to leave that with you, let it sink in. The Son of God. Not just any Jesus, the Son of a living God. Say, Jesus, Jesus. I, love I love you. Thank you, Jesus, that you are in my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When Jesus was going to Galilee, so Jesus was a man on this earth, right? He had legs, he had eyes, he had arms. He walked amongst us. Why did God send him to us? We ask. I don't want you to answer. <laughs> There's many reasons why he sent him to us. To do an illustration of who the Father is. Number one. 
Because he is born from the Father. So he's a son from the Father. He carries the character of the Father. I don't mean to shout at you, but I'm sorry. This microphone is amplified, so it comes across very loud. <laughs> Amen? To be a great example for us. To teach us, to show us the way. To guide us. Right? And as he was traveling to Galilee, And we're going to read from John, verse, uh, John 4, from verse 3, from the NLT, the New Living Translation. So he was traveling with his disciples to Galilee. Right? I want you to see this picture. Get it in your mind. That here's Jesus walking with his disciples. They're going to Galilee. They're on the way. They're walking. Let's read from verse 3. So he, Jesus, left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Right? Where are we? John 4, verse 3, please. And verse 4. There we are. Right, verse 4. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village called Sikar. So he is entering a village near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. It's called Jacob's well. Jacob's well was there. And Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water. And Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. Please give me a drink. So Jesus was very polite here as well. He said, please first. Please, thank you. As a belief and donkey. He was polite. Please give me a drink. Now, just a point out here. The Samaritan woman went to the well. Was she alone or was she with a crowd? She was alone. The tradition is not that. The tradition is that the women go in groups to get water. That is the tradition and the culture of that day. Why is this woman going to the well alone? She was outcast. She was outcast in a town. She was a bad woman. She had many husbands. I want you to remember that. Verse 7 says, Soon a Samaritan woman, one woman, only her, came to draw money. And Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. Verse 8. He saw, 
He was alone at the, at the time because the disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. Verse 9, the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. Jews don't speak to Samaritans in those days. But we know Jesus was different. So we know Jesus was different. So we know Jesus was different. He didn't comply or to conform or conform to his culture or even his, the Jewish religions or the Jewish culture. Yet he was a rabbi. He knew the law. He knew the Torah in those days. Yet Jesus was different. Verse 9, the woman was surprised, for Jews refused to do, have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? She was complexed. She was surprised. Her wind was blown out of her by Jesus. I want to tell you today, to this morning, and for those who are listening online, that Jesus will come into your life and he will blow you away. He will take the breath from you. You might stand complex or, or perplexed and, and surprised, but when you invite him in, he will surprise you. He surprised us. And don't think I'm saved now. Uh, Jesus, um, he won't surprise me anymore. No, 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 no. He still surprises us every day. He still comes into your life every day. What do we need to do? Or how do we need to stand? Come, Jesus. I'm opening up my heart for you. I surrender all. Another point I want to put to you this morning is, Jesus met the, the woman at her position getting water. So it doesn't matter where you are in your life. doesn't matter what you're going through right now. doesn't matter what circumstance you are in. Jesus will come and meet you at your position, at your place. Amen? So often we hear people say, if they want to get baptized or they're thinking of getting baptized in water, no, I can't, I can't, take, I can't be baptized right now or I can't take communion. Um, I'm not ready yet. I must first get ready. <laughs> you will never be ready. You cannot do it on your own. Three amens. You cannot do it on your own. Amen. It's only by the help of Jesus that we can do it and walk the walk and talk the talk. Only by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We can't do it on our own strength. We've tried it and we failed. Who has a testimony about that? Who has tried it and failed? Mm. I'm one of them. We cannot. That's why... When Jesus came onto the picture, onto the earth, he turned the whole law around of the Torah, which we grew up in, which he knew. Think of this. 
That's right, here it comes. So many of us in our past lives have sat in religious churches knowing the word, judging the word, judging people. Like Jesus, he knew the word. He was a rabbi of the Torah. Yet he came and he turned everything upside down. He brought the revelation of the new law, who he is in the Father. Nothing to do with the old law. He came to fulfill the law. Man, I want to see us, I want to see us try to, to uphold the 800 and whatever Jewish laws. Thumbs down. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. It didn't work then for the Israelites in the desert. That's why God had this amazing plan with his son, Jesus Christ, and then the Holy Spirit. Say amen to that. Hallelujah. So the woman was surprised, verse 9, for Jews don't talk to Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you are a Jew, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking? Verse 10, Jesus replied, if you only knew the gift God has for you, comma, Jesus is telling us today and telling you today, if you only know the gift that God has for us, who is the gift? It's not what is the gift, it's who is the gift? It's Jesus. Jesus didn't sit there at the, at the well with a present or with bread or with food because the disciples were going into town to buy food. So Jesus didn't need the bread yet while he was speaking to this woman. Here it comes. He is the bread. He lives the bread. He is the bread. That is revelation to us. He is the bread of life. I want to tell you this morning, I want to tell myself as well, you are prosperity. Five A means. You are prosperity. Amen. You are successful. Not going to be a Lord. Um, Father, if you just bless me today in five years time, uh, I will bless you and we are prosperity. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. Amen? No, don't worry, Lord. I'll, 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 I'll get saved in two months' time or next year. I'll, I'll come to the Lord. <laughs> Amen? We are. Say, I am. Say, I am. Say, I am. Say, I am. Who else said, I am? God. In Genesis, I am. There's two powerful words in that. I am successful. I am prosperous. I am successful. I am prosperous. The Greek meaning for the word prosperous means to also have a good and successful journey. Are we on a journey in this life? Yes. You don't stay placid or static in your home forever. We move. We move. Say, I'm moving. 
Say, I'm moving. I'm moving. Hallelujah. If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to. So here comes Jesus. It's like a lawyer. You know, if you, if you, just, if you, just, if you just realize who you're speaking to, Jesus is not saying this arrogantly. He says it in love. Do you, do you know who you're speaking with? So Jesus is wiping away that religious thinking of that, of that woman. Because she's still in the religious mind. Samaritans don't talk to Jews and vice versa. So he's trying to, away, to, to, to wipe away that, that thinking pattern. Amen? Sometimes we have to wipe away old thinking patterns, old stuff that's hindering us. Amen? Because the past can do nothing for you in your future. The past can do nothing for me in my future. Nothing. Everybody close your eyes, please. Just close your eyes. If your past is still talking to you right now, I want you to say, I cut it off in Jesus' name. If it's you, lift your hand up. I cut it off in Jesus' name. I cut it off in Jesus' name. Say, my past is not in my future. Say, my past does not determine my future. I cut off the past in the name of Jesus right now. Amen. I see the lights going up. I see the lights is going up. Like Kerry Job sings, let the light in, let the light in, let the light in, let the light in, let the light in. Let the light in. Why do you think there's lighthouses on the coastlines? So the ship can see where's the light, where's danger, where's the barrier, where's the boundaries. Let the light in, Father. Enlighten our minds. Enlighten our minds, Father. Right, verse 10. I'm just going to read it again. If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, I would give you living water, Jesus says. Verse 11. But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, verse 12. Do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob? Comma. Oh, Whoa, when I read that, is this woman of the well in the, in the lineage of Jacob? I let that sink in. 
Mm. How many tribes were there first when Israel was born? Twelve tribes. I want to put this to you. She was part of the tribes. Go and study it. Why would she say this? And besides, Jesus, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob? Our ancestor Jacob? That lineage who gave us this well, who gave us this water, who gave us this place to come and get water for our flocks, for himself, for his family, Jacob's family. She asks again, how can you offer better water than he, than Jacob and his sons and his animals enjoyed? So you see what, what Jesus does. Again, like a lawyer, he puts something to you and he makes you think. We are not Christian robots. Then I read this book, then I follow this cult, then I go to this person, then I follow this one. No, we have brains. He gave us brains to think. Read the word, be in the word. Amen? Jesus replied, verse 13, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. If you drink out of this well, this natural well that's come from the earth, you will come back again. That's why the woman went to fetch water every day or every second day. So Jesus is doing the illustration here for us and for her. You will become thirsty again. Verse 14, but those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, say fresh, Bubbling spring, bubbling spring with them, giving them eternal life. Say eternal life. That is the water that flows through Jesus. That he puts to this woman at the well. I can see her face. What, what are you telling me? That you are the living water, Jesus? She didn't say Jesus. I'm just saying Jesus. Jesus, are you, are, sir, are you telling me that you are the living water? That from this well, I'm, I will get thirsty again. But you, are you telling me you are the living water? Verse 14, but those who drink the water I give, I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring, giving them eternal life. Verse 15, please, sir, the woman said, please give me this water. Please, sir, give me this water. Are you crying out this morning for the living water of Jesus? 
Are you sitting today in a place where your circumstances is turmoil? I want you to close your eyes, please. Are you sitting at the place where you are crying out for the living water of Jesus? Say hallelujah. Verse 15, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Give me this water. Then I'll never be thirsty again. You see the longing in the woman's heart. Then I will never be thirsty again. She's longing for something. She doesn't want to be thirsty anymore. Her soul is broken. She's an outcast. She's alone. She went alone to the well. Give me this living water, she says. Please. She's polite even. Please. Thank you, Jesus. Then I'll never be thirsty again. And I won't have to come here to get water. She's already getting the revelation of the Spirit. She's already getting the Then I don't have to come here to get the water. Because you, if you give me the, the living water, then I'm filled with Jesus. Then I'm filled with the living water. I can take it with me wherever I go. Jesus is with me. I walk within the living water. I don't have to go to a well. I don't have to go to Nigeria to go to a special person to get the water of Jesus. Jesus is in me. I'm the, I'm the carrier of the water of Jesus. Amen. No, but sometimes when we walk out the building of a good preaching, then the water drops. Poof. Oh God, now I'm alone in this world again. It was a good sermon. It touched me. But my water dropped just outside or at the intersection or at home with my wife or my husband. The water dropped. How often that happens? How often that happens? We are the water carriers. Verse 16. And then Jesus said to her, go and get your husband. Jesus told her. 17. I don't have a husband, she said. I don't have a husband. Really? Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. For you have five husbands. And you aren't even married to any one of them that's living now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sorry. And you aren't even married to the man you're living with right now. I'm going to just get my punctuation right. Say punctuation. punctuation. <laughs> I'm trying to wake you up. Don't fall asleep. Hallelujah. And you aren't even married to the man you're living with. You certainly spoke the truth, he says to her. Verse 19, sir, the woman said, 
You must be a prophet. How do you know this? You must be a prophet. How does she know about prophets? To recognize a prophet. She knows prophets from the lineage, the Old Testament. Amen? She wasn't an arrogant woman, or not arrogant, ignorant. She wasn't ignorant. She knew. She knew stuff. You must be a prophet, verse 20. So tell me, why is that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here on Mount Jezreel, where our ancestors worship? And Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when it no longer matters where you worship the Father, on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You see what Jesus is doing here? He's breaking away religion. He's breaking, he's removing religion from her. It doesn't matter where you worship. You don't have to go to a mountain to worship like that. And Jerusalem's not the only place to worship. We can worship the Father anywhere. He's breaking religion. No, I can only go to a church there in uh, Guguletu, Mokumonko, in South Africa, and there I can worship. No. <laughs> Amen? Verse 22. You Samaritans know very little about the one you worship. While we Jews know all about him, the Father, for salvation comes through the Jews. But, Jesus says, as soon as Jesus said that, but salvation comes from the Jews, but, wait, Jesus says, wait, not this but, but, wait, the time is coming, indeed, you see what's happening here with Jesus' mind? When I read this, it came to, it's like, came to me that first he says, for salvation comes through the Jews, but, then he says, verse 23, but the time is coming. Oh, then he, he corrects himself, or he, he, then it's like, the, it's like the Holy Spirit is infusing him with knowledge. Indeed, it is here now, Jesus says. First Jesus says, but it is coming. Wait. Indeed, it's here now. It's here now. Jesus says, it's here now. You see the thought pattern of Jesus? Remember, Jesus was also human. He had a mind. Amen? He was the son of God. So he's like, he's like thinking on, on his feet like a lawyer. You get that? Quickly, he, he thinks. He says to her, but the time is coming. No, wait. Indeed, it's here now. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, anywhere, in any place, I'm adding. Anywhere, anywhere, true worshipers in truth and in spirit will worship the Father. Remember, 
The Father is the head. Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, then us. Jesus, the Father, had the, he had the plan first in his head. The plan was to save us. He created Adam and, earth, or Adam and Eve. Adam and earth. Yes, he created the earth as well. <laughs> and then stuff, they messed up. But God still had a plan for us. For you and me. Is God's plan to curse us? No, his plan is to prosper us. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way, in truth and in spirit. For God is spirit, verse 24. For God is spirit. So those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. It's not just all la-di-da and sing songs. That is beautiful and wonderful. We bring our praises to the Father. But there at home, there in your vehicle, there in your secret place like we heard, what do you bring when you read the Word of God? Do you worship Him or are you just reading this book? Oh, this is a wonderful book. The Bible is not a story. Who've heard that? Oh, you must go read the Bible. The Bible is a great story. It's a very good story. There's a lot of stories in there. The Bible is revelation. The Bible is the Father. The Bible is Jesus. The Bible is the Holy Spirit. The Bible is inspirational. The Bible brings insight. The Word of God has been written by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Even though there are stories, it's inspiration. Verse 25, the woman said, she says, I know the Messiah is coming. She says like, one day, he's gonna, he's gonna come one day. I know he's coming, sir. She doesn't really know who she's talking to. Remember this, she doesn't know he's Jesus here at this point. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. They could have said this, sir, prophet, because she said, you must be a prophet. She could have called him prophet. She doesn't know yet. I know the Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he says, he will explain everything to us. Hello, he's sitting right in front of you. He's standing right in front of you. Jesus is not a faraway story or a faraway man. He's right in front of us. He's here. Yes, I know, I know the Messiah is coming. He's, I, I, hopefully, in, in my generation or in my lifetime, hopefully I will see him, she, she's implying. And yet the prophet is right in front of us. 
the prophet of your life is right in front of you. And he's telling us, prophesy over your own life. Speak into your own life. Say the things which are not as if they are. Who said that? Abraham. He was a man of great faith. He spoke the things which were not as if they are. It, ta it, it, it takes a... Sorry, I'm moving a lot for the camera. <laughs> Pastor, where are you now? <laughs> Hallelujah. Speak into your own life. It takes a mind shift to say the things which are not as if they are. It takes a mind shift to speak the things which are not as if they are. Okay, five hands, including mine. It takes a mind shift to speak the things which are not as if they are. Mind shifts, reprogramming. We have to change. We... Amen? It's not easy always. I know that. For me as well, to speak of things which are not as if they are. That is prophesying into your future. Amen? Thank you, Lord. By the end of the year, I am debt free. Five amens. At the end of the year, Father, thank you, Lord. I thank you now already, but by the end of the year, I am debt free. Amen. By the end of the year, or in two months' time, Lord, or next year, Lord, I declare right now, Jesus, that my family is totally saved. Amen. Amen. And we thank you for that. Because only He can do it. In our strength, we can't. We pray, we declare, we read the Word of God. But the Holy Spirit, the ministering angels, does the job. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Here it comes. Verse 25. The one said, another Messiah is coming. The one who is called Christ. When He comes... He will explain everything to us. Verse 26, then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Amen. I am. Say, I am. I am. Say, I am. I Say, I am. Doiki, doiki, doiki. You fill in the gaps. He says to her, I am the Messiah. I am God with you. I am God with you. This man that's standing here with his white robe and a belt around, or a rope belt around his waist with a, probably a staff in his hand or something, a rod, is standing in front of this woman. He says, I am the Messiah. I am God standing right in front of you. I am. I am. I am. Did he have a, 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 a round halo around his head? No. Did he have an entourage of BMWs and everyone following him? This is now God? No. 
He was the living son of, son of God. Come, he came to this earth as a man. Yet he knew his identity. <laughs> he knows where he comes from. That's why it's important for us as believers in Christ to be reborn. Reborn. Say reborn. Reborn. So that a new identity can be stamped into you. That you know where you come from. Yes, we come from an earthly mother and father. But when we are reborn, we are from the Father. Abba Father. Elohim Adonai, God Almighty, who, had a, who has a plan for your life, who has a plan then, he has a plan now, and he has a plan for your future. Amen? He says, I am the Messiah. I am the Messiah. I think this woman was flabbergasted. <laughs> like Prophet Didier said, <laughs> How does he do it? <laughs> Amen? What, what is this man telling me? I am God with you, standing right in front of you. Hmm. Hmm. I want you to close your eyes, please. I want you to picture Jesus right in front of you right now. Doesn't matter what color he is. Doesn't matter what he has on. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I want you to picture Jesus, the Messiah, standing right in front of you right now. Can you have some volume, please? Jesus is standing right in front of you in whatever shape or form. Thanks for tuning into Radical Change Ministries. Subscribe for more.